This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Svenafell. What is up, y'all? It's John DeRollins. Skiff Misara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking. About football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything, man. Because <laughs> we did talk about stuff, but it was... Uh, talked about Jakar a little bit. I, talked, I but we about talked about football. That was what we talked about before we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Before we turned the mics off. But technically, we could talk about both footballs because there was like two footballs uh, that got lost that weekend. Bet. The guy lost the big bet. He did lose the big bet. There's no way uh, he didn't cash out. He probably yeah. screenshotted that and cashed out right away, right? You you got to, bro. The cash out had to be 300000 400000 Or maybe he got sucked in. Remember how we got sucked in last year? We were like, man, what if we cash out and we win? This year, too. We could have cashed out for eight times the money at one point. We should have done that. Before the Rams got exposed. Yeah. And the and the Colts fell apart. They fired the Colts and it was like it was it was done then. The week yeah. we said it, we were like, nah, let's ride it out for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing what, it for the listeners. Without thinking that uh if we cash out, this is for the listeners too. Yeah. <sighs> next year, man. What? yeah. Maybe maybe we'll be smarter next year. <laughs> maybe next year we won't bet on Matt Ryan. And uh Oh, I don't think we'll have that option next year. <laughs> you think I done? don't believe that option will be available. Oh man. Wow. Poor poor Matt Ryan. I couldn't stop Shit. thinking about like how difficult it must have been for him to go to sleep after that game. <laughs> right? Cuz like I know I don't like I play hockey every Wednesday and if I miss, like, if someone passes me the puck and I miss, like, an absolute sitter, mm-hmm. like, I'm all alone. All yeah. I got to do is tap it in and I'll, like, my, I'll do something stupid. And I, if I miss that shot, mm-hmm. I literally cannot, I, I'm yeah. not, like, ang- I'm not, that. I don't, I, I'm not, like, super angry or anything. But when I lie down to go to bed that night, I can't stop replaying it in my head. I'm like, God, yeah. that was stupid. How did I miss that shot? Same here. After a close loss <laughs> in a football yeah. game. I, not mm. so much now. I think this podcast helped me a lot with that. But in the mm. past, I would just lay up just thinking about the one or two plays that would have changed the course of the game. Yeah. But I think now that I'm consuming so much football, watching more than just the Dolphins, that right. it's giving me more perspective. Like when I see 
So like I I watch my team play and then I see other teams and I'm like, well, at least I don't have injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean as better. a as a lifelong Falcons fan since 1973, mm. um, I um I have grown quite accustomed to adopting uh, a second team or a pet a pet team, okay. the team that can the, a team that can make me feel uh um good about the world and 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 like what's possible within the in the realm of the sport of american football so it's almost a requirement when you root for a team like the falcons that you you need another team that's kind of good that makes you feel like oh well maybe we will be like that one day (laughs) who's your pet team right now uh i would say my i have a couple of pet teams that i get kind of excited about you can't do a couple Okay. I guess well, so. my uh, my my main pet team, I, I I've I'm sort of jumped on Saga's bandwagon with mm. the Bengals, which is a lot of fun. Um, but the two other teams that I just like really like, I don't know, it's just organic. Like you just can't help but root for them because it's kind of a fun story. One is obviously the Lions. Yes, I was um, going to say that to to watch them do what they've done this year. Um, and then for some reason, I just I I'm really having a good time watching the Minnesota Vikings this year. Mm. There's something about, I don't normally care about them at all, but it's just something about how they went from how they managed to flip the script from last year, being the team that always loses the close one score game Mm. to being the team that suddenly always wins the close one score game. Like it's just, Uh. they've, they've suddenly kind of flipped the script upside down and they've made, uh, they've turned, like the tallest glass of milk that you could possibly imagine in Kirk Cousins, uh, <laughs> it, it, into just like like this weird story that you yeah. kind of want to root for. It's bizarre. And wasn't he like anti-vaxxer and shit? Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted like to like season rubbing people the wrong way. He wanted to like live in a, in a bubble. In a, yeah, in a bubble. He, yeah. he wanted his own little bubble, and we were. Yeah, he, he's an eccentric yeah. dude, man. He might be the the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't realize this until I saw a video clip of him mic'd up on the sidelines this past week. Mm. He's he's like uh, Philip Rivers 2.0. Right, he doesn't right. curse. Super Christian, Christian and all that shit. Yeah. He doesn't curse. Like someone put together a supercut of him like cursing on the sidelines, where he's like, he's like, dang it, shoot! And, and instead <laughs> of saying fuck, he goes frick. Oh man, <laughs> I remember like, the first oh. time I heard frick was in basic training because they didn't curse at you, but they would say stuff like that. And I heard. Frick, freaking frick. Yeah, they'll be like, "You shut your, I'll punch you in your freaking face." I'm like my freaking face. What? I'm like confused. I think they do it as a thing to mess with your head. My pet team has always, over the years, I might have told you this, but I've always, uh, for the most part, had to kind of drop out of the Dolphins because they're gonna lose. You know what I mean? They're just gonna fall mm. out of the playoff hunt. So then, it's something mm. to keep me watching football. It was always the Eagles. That was always my little pet team, man. Mm. And it was it was a basic thing when I was a kid. The Eagles were like the one team that would try throw, trotting out a black quarterback. And my dad mm. made me root for them because of that. Randall, Randall Cunningham, Cunningham. He was great. Donovan McNabb. Mm. Then they took a chance on Michael Vick after all of that stuff. That was cool. And now Jalen Hurts. It was like, I mean, I don't have so much of a – now black quarterback is a normal, natural thing. Now <laughs> It's a normal thing now, so it's not so much – rooting for an underdog type of thing but mm. i still like when the and then we lived in south jersey when i first moved to jersey so it was like that's all eagles territory there right so I, that always made me kind of you know after the dolphins finally lose out then i start rooting for the eagles and 
then they'll lose out. <laughs> and it didn't feel like I was bandwagoning on right. some, yeah, on like a Patriots fan type of thing. That's always mm. been my pet team. This year, Lions have been I've been rooting for those guys. Uh so you can't, fun. you can't not root for them. And they're, they're the biggest underdog story you could think of, man. Dan Campbell. Totally. They started out losing the season. You thought they were going to fire the coach. They end up firing somebody on the staff. Then they turn. Uh, Jared Goff is the castaway quarterback. So many underdog stories within that. And then mm-hmm. uh, they're just taking teams to the abyss every week now. <laughs> seven out of eight. <laughs> seven crazy. wins out of eight games. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But let's get into the games, man. Let's do it. We started off on uh, Thursday night with the – the 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 bet that kind of scared us a little bit too. <laughs> when we, we, uh, we had the the Forty ers playing the Seahawks, uh, and they were scoring too many points. We wanted it to, be, to go under, but that's besides the point. Unfucking believable! Yeah. The legend of Mister Irrelevant continues to grow. Coming into the game as questionable, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, Mister Purdy, if you're nasty. <laughs> Manned up and led his squad to victory, going 17 for 26, 217 yards, and two touchdown passes. George Kittle was an absolute monster. In Where's this he game. been, right? Well, not only that, well, look, you got to be honest. <clears throat> sure, he was a monster in this game, but Seahawks, tackle a motherfucker. Like, it's not like Man. you didn't. <laughs> I mean, they, at least pinched a bitch. <laughs> I, they, I, I mean, of course, both of his touchdowns were, were you know, Really nice, a lot of yards after the catch, um, mm. but especially that second one. It's like, are you just not interested in tackling him? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, it looks like you had three I or four he chances. Takes, and... He takes the interest away from you. The he's not that. I know he runs hard, but it's like it's not like he's that shifty. It's like fucking no, get it, you know, grab his shoelaces or something. Yeah, he's, he's... A... <laughs> anyway. Uh, McCaffrey did precisely. Uh, what we said he would do. He steamrolled the Seahawks, uh, which have a useless run defense. Won us some money, uh, man. We just we bet on McCaffrey. It was like just yeah, we fo- did. Fo- we bet on money. yeah, we bet on the the under the McCaffrey yards and a 49ers victory or something. Yeah. Uh, and McCaffrey had 108 yards on 26 carries. He also had a touchdown. Um, the Seahawks didn't score their touchdown until very late in this game. Um. Because again, the 49ers D was <laughs> balling out. You saw that mean? Oh yeah, maybe it's, it's time maybe it's time to time write, write back. back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I was uh I, he's he's falling is falling back to the uh well, They wrote me off. I ain't right back though. He's getting back to it, but it's also the best defense in the league. Hands down. Agreed. Hands down. Agreed. But that being said, it does feel like the Seahawks are kind of coming back down to earth. Yes. Um, it's been a really interesting story. And they have also been one of those teams that's kind of fun to root for, given that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember coming into the year, I, everybody was essentially predicting that it was like it was going to be a toss up between the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Falcons for who had the worst roster in football. Um, and man, I wish I was a Seahawks fan right now. Um, yeah. because I feel like the Falcons are winning the worst roster in football award this year. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the bear, the Bears are kind of uh, paper mache, man. I, I agree. I'm, you know, it's funny that you say that because I have some things to say about that later. Oh, where yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to, yeah, I'm starting the, to see your your wisdom at play. <laughs> your your uh, our boy uh, K nine. 
He's mm. he's falling down to earth too, man. People are picking up on it that uh, yeah, that's that was a, a house of cards. The forty nine. I mean the uh, the Seahawks. But yeah, can we, can we show some love? You know me, I'm a tape huh. head. Is yeah. there a more fun uh, linebacker in the league than Dre Greenlaw? No. Doesn't fill up no. the stat sheet. I'm looking at his stats now. He didn't get any sacks. He didn't get any picks. But th- when you see that arm, that arm brace, mm. and that 57, mm. everywhere. If you just mm. follow, this dude is everywhere, adjust, making people have to change their plans and you know, opening up lanes for other tacklers to come through. He's one of my favorite. Him and Queen. I, I might have said it last week too. For the mm. Ravens, those two dudes are unsung heroes on their respective defenses. Man, it is great to see a linebacker play with not just hair on fire, his whole body's on fire. This dude is everywhere. He he dropped a mm. pick too. Like he had a a, a a interception too on a good play. This dude is, yeah, man. I love watching him play. That's my. He's tape. great. John Rollins, tapehead <clears throat> play of the week. <laughs> He's great, and you're right about the defense. I mean they, I mean they were they were. I mean, they continue to impress week after week. Nick Bosa yeah. had a sack. Um, who I love this guy. One of my favorite names in the NFL this year, Talanoa Hufunga. Man, also had a sack. These are uh, these uh, Pacific Islanders, man. Mm. <laughs> you, you don't want to fuck with those guys, nah. man. Nah. Uh, the 49ers win the division. Just like Jonathan Rollins said they would, but I I didn't <laughs> it didn't listen. Matter. It did not matter. Um, the Colts weren't gonna win. Seattle drops to seven and seven. Uh, I mean yeah. they're still theoretically in the playoff hunt. They're done. It's not impossible. They're still in the bubble, but they have the Lions kind of surging right up behind them, hot on their tails. Mm. Uh, also, yeah. t- uh, Tyler Lockett broke his finger in this game, so that oh. doesn't help. Oh. Um, no. I mean, considering that his primary job is to catch the football, that's yeah. a bad, that's a it's bad one. A bad omen. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Let's go to this next fucking game of the week, bro. <laughs> I have so much to say about. It. I, I, I. Have, let's do this. This let's game was it. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Un- fucking believable. Largest comeback in NFL history. Down thirty-three to nothing at the half. Yeah. I want to dive into like how this happened. Um. Because this this is clearly one of the most fascinating games, not just of this season, but like ever. Um, well, obviously, okay. it's a tale of two halves, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, right, a classic tale of two halves. Whenever you go down thirty three to nothing, uh, <laughs> can't go up. It, <clears throat> no, you can't go down any further either. Yeah. Just about uh, the Vikings couldn't do anything right in the first half. No man. First possession of the game ends with a block punt. Um, you know, scoop yeah. and score. Uh, second drive brought forth a monster forty-yard run by Dalvin Cook, only to watch yeah. him fumble on the next play. Back to back turnover on downs. Yep, got a pick six. Uh, yeah, and then you had Cousins throwing the pick six. Next thing you know, it's like they're trotting into the in the locker room down thirty-three to nothing. Cousins, Jesus Christ, at the half. Cousins is six for 12, 43 yards passing, no <laughs> touchdowns, pick six. He's been sacked three times. I'm thinking, I'm I, thinking yeah. this is, this is over. And I told you on the phone, I literally did, I like, 
I, I was I it, at halftime. I'm taking notes on the game. I'm sitting there with Isak. We're watching the game, and I wrote in my notes, uh, "Matty Ice is a lock for put some spec on my name this week." <laughs> and then the second half starts, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I guess we're gonna." You like that? Out. You like that? <laughs> But it, it has to be said. I didn't see the stat line. Holy crap! It's it's absurd. Her cousins. Yeah, and it has to be said that this comeback, in my opinion, um, really got started by way of KJ Osborne of all people, mm. because he suddenly exploded. Like, yeah. which was super smart. On I don't know if it was the coaches. I assume it was the coaches. Yeah. I mean, they realized that. I mean. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is who's who, that's who the defense is going to focus on. Yeah, we got to get KJ in the in the game. Um, I mean, he basically finished the night with a personal best: ten catches, one hundred fifty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then eventually that kind of loosened up the coverage. It got Justin Jefferson in the game. He mm-hmm. ended up. He eventually ended the game. I mean, I think he. What did he have? I wrote down what he had at the half. One, oh, he, he, he only had 17 yards at the half. Yeah. Uh, and he finished the game with 123 yards and a touchdown. It and the crazy thing, the the crazy thing is, is that you would think that the Vikings would have to play an absolutely perfect right. second half in order to pull off this comeback, but they did not. He well, still threw another pick. Exactly. I was going to say they had they, those two fumbles that should have been that. That was some terrible officiating. I thought, right? Well, I mean, I mean, there was the what? It, it, there were two fumbles that should have, you know, straight up been just a regular fumble, but one of them should have been a scoop and score. Um, oh, that they caught, for, that they reviewed the, and just looked at. Well, they blew the whistle for like forward progress or some shit on the first one, and then on the second one. Um, That's what I wanted. It, do they? Do you know if they have sound when they uh, when they review? Like, do they, they have must. the sound too? Yeah, I think they must. You have to, especially when it involves the like whistle. the whistle. But once the whistle blows, everybody can argue that the players stopped trying. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. And but it has to be said that that cousins pick in the second half, I put that one more on Jalen Rager, who just flat out just gave up on the yeah. route. He just stopped on the route. It was like, what are you doing? Um, and then the other thing that the Vikings got really lucky with is that they were going up against coach Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what Steve Smith was saying. Well, you got a high school coach out there. I mean, he's, he's playing not to lose thinking yeah. if I just keep running the ball, surely yeah. there's no chance the Vikings will steal this game. A lot of three and outs, a fumble turnover on downs, just trying to the run col- the clock out, yeah. it, it, you know, Deep in Colts territory, you, you got an Adam Thielen touchdown. Dalvin Cook had another monster touchdown. Two point conversion ties the game, and suddenly you're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. We're going to overtime." Um, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. Like, especially like I could, I can understand the strategy coming out of the half. Like, let's just be safe. Let's uh, be conservative. Let's run the ball. Let's eat this clock. Um, you got to win the as, game, man. But as you start to feel the field is like tilting in the other direction, it's like, bro, you need to like, like bro, do you play do to win the game? It's like go win it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, both teams got the ball in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and and had to put it away. Um, and then Cousins, when he got it back, just straight up carved yeah. the Colts secondary. Uh, worked worked his way down the field, set up Greg Joseph for the forty yard game winning field goal yeah. to split the sticks. Uh, and and take this game straight into the fucking record books. The 1980 49ers and the 2013 Colts both had 28-point comebacks. Uh, Frank Reich, as a quarterback, led the Bills to a 32-point comeback in mm. 1992 against the Houston Oilers. But hmm. now these 2022 Vikings, down by 33 points, are the official orchestrators of the greatest comeback in NFL history. Big question here is uh, Frank Reich, if he was mm. the coach of the Colts, do they win the game? Yeah, of course they do. Do they go up 33 is the question. But they went up well, 33 because of mistakes by the Vikings. Yeah, but that's a that's an, an unfair sort of, like, yeah, if they you're going to, that's an unfair question because I think that. Well, the reason that it was a comeback is because of the inexperienced coach and, yeah. That's what it comes. I'm up. saying. I'm saying that if you're going to ask that question, you have to give him the 33 points at halftime. Yeah, yeah you know what true. I mean. If you give Frank Reich a half a game of football with a 33 point lead, there's no fucking there's no way, way they lose this football game. No way. You, you it's it's free reign on your defensive ends to come after this quarterback that's definitely going to be dropping back to pass. He threw the ball 54 times. You know he's going a, to. Yeah. It's it's insane that they – well, that's that basically uh, sealed the deal that he's not going to be their coach next year. Oh, hell no. You can possibly bring him back after that. I mean, Ursay does what he wants. I mean, of course you could, but you'd be an, <laughs> you'd be an <laughs> idiot. An idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of idiots, uh, Deshaun Watson was uh... – <laughs> Oh, my God. What an anti – because these – we're talking about Saturday games here for, yeah. for people who didn't watch it. Saturday starts with this like Vikings Colts thriller. Right. Yeah. And then it's followed up with this turd. A shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. Exactly. <laughs> it was extremely anticlimactic. Yeah. Um it was all field goals in the first half. Um yeah, it was neither really, team it was really bad. neither team looked interesting. Um, ultimately the Ravens and Tyler Huntley's red zone issues, I mean, that's kind of what killed this. Mm-hmm. Um, their chances to win this game. It, it, they started out with this 10-play drive that ended with a turnover on downs uh, at the Browns' seven-yard line. And then um, and then he threw a red zone interception in the second half. That that was essentially the difference in the game. <laughs> I didn't um, check to see how long the uh, condensed version was. Mm. I was guessing it would be like 12 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. of how little action was in this game. It was bad. I mean, J.K. Dobbins had 125 yards rushing, so that was good for yeah. him. Yeah, really um, good for him. My man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, had nearly 100 yards on the ground, so that's good. But other than that, this game was a total sleeper. There was nothing Shout out to yeah. Deshaun Watson, who finally broke 150 yards. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there, man. One Soon it'll be 200. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby, Baby steps. steps. 200. I mean, they should do a, a yards per completion. I mean, dollars per completion for that contract. Oh, my God. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's out there doing that. Oh, man. 
uh, this game, had, I have absolutely nothing more to say about no, this game. No, nor do I. We can um, go to the next one. We can say that uh, this was my, for some reason, there was an upset, and I, I did it helped me in flipping picking, which I got destroyed, and now Skiff is, is handily in the lead. Whooping uh, that ass. Winning by 10 points. It's so funny. Like two weeks ago, you were down by four, and now mm. <laughs> you're up by 10. Uh, I'm I am the Vikings. I, I'm just like coming back, <laughs> crushing motherfuckers. <laughs> you like that? You like that? Uh, the, the I next, do like that. The next game that I did not like is mm. uh, which with with the I mean it's not the reason we lost. Dolphins lose to the Bills. I'll say that. I'll begin mm. by saying that. But <laughs> we've hit our peak at the roughing the passer. It's like they need to look at this man. Mm. It needs to be reviewed. Like any, I think any fifteen yard needs to be reviewable from now on, man. It just it just changes uh, drives anyway. And I'm not saying Dolphins would have won, but it just it's really frustrating to see that these refs can swing a game uh, on these dumbass calls. And then later, uh, who gets thrown to the ground? Uh, uh, Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes got slung like, to the ground, hit helmet like, hit the ground. Thankfully, he didn't get a concussion. But that's the kind of hit that t- knocked Tua out, the one that everybody is worried about concussions now. No flag. Same type of no flag, but then Jalen Phillips tries his best to keep his weight up and uh, off of a gigantic quarterback in <laughs> Josh Allen and gets a 15-yard penalty. I don't know. But the Dolphins it's, fought hard yeah. and lose to the Bills in a fantastic game that ended in the snow and all of that, we got the. I think we have a legit rivalry now between these two teams, and I felt really good. Uh, and I feel like um, a little more experience, and Mark McDaniel pulls that game out mm. as well. So I, I know there's no the, the W does not come with the moral victory, but I, yeah. I, I would, I would imagine that being a Dolphins fan, you'd have to feel good about the fact that, I mean, everyone was was looking at the last couple of weeks yeah. for the Dolphins you know, sort of kind of defining there's this is like the, the beginning of the meltdown. They're Mm. never going to be able to hold up in Buffalo when they play in the elements, it's going to be too much for them, but they went up there and, and they played a hell of a football game and damn near walked away with a victory. Um, It took some spectacular play by uh, Josh Allen. Frankly, he like one of those touchdowns. It was the same type where he jumping at the sideline, that same type of throw. Rolling mm. to the right, pl- play bro- broken down, and then mm. uh, gets the touchdown pass. Two drop touchdowns uh, right. for the Dolphins that ended in field goals on those drives. <clears throat> that game would be completely different with a couple different balls going to different ways. So nothing uh, – I say this a lot with some teams, nothing to hang your head about. Um, and the Dolphins are ahead of schedule, per se, for the, for the uh, direction of the franchise. But mm. – I would love to watch these two teams play in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it would be fun. Um, uh, yeah. That's still theoretically possible, no? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, given – Tua was balling, give, too. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, both both teams played very well. This game – the way this game played out, it almost felt like somebody – had written you know written the script you know what i mean it's like especially considering the elements and the snow starts in the fourth quarter and all that i mean come on bro (laughs) and the bills fans throwing snowballs getting warned almost getting a penalty did you see that 
I did see that, yeah. Almost getting a penalty for it. I haven't seen a penalty for crowd stuff in a while, but I remember as a kid I would see that sometimes. Hmm. If the crowd's doing shit, like blowing whistles and stuff like that. Uh, and they were throwing snowballs at the players and uh, they almost got charged a penalty for it. They got warned. Uh, not just snowballs, like like Ice those balls. hard, yeah. all those hard packed snowballs that feel more like a ball of ice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this obviously was a hell of a football game. It came down to the very end. Uh, it took a game-winning field goal um, to ice this game. They but, might have, yeah. There might be a chink in that Bills defensive armor, man, because Dolphins put up a lot. Well, Dolphins aren't known as a running team, and they put up almost 200 rushing yards on these guys. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say was that, you know, this has been an interesting evolution to the Bills' season, you know, for the majority of the first half of the season. Everyone's talking about them as if they're a lock to make mm-hmm. it to the Super Bowl. Um, and over the last several weeks, I'm not so sure you can book yeah. them just yet. Uh, I, you can, I think we said it when it started to happen. You can see how this team can get got yeah. week after week. Even when they win, it's still like, ah, mm-hmm. if one little thing had turned this way, then yeah. it wouldn't have, you know. <clears throat> so I don't know, man. It's... um. I'd be a little – obviously, you're happy you won this game as a Bills fan, but I'd be yeah. a little nervous going forward that um, that that a little shine has come off of the the finish, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, definitely. A little turtle wax. Mm-hmm. Get that turtle wax on <laughs> Saturday morning, turtle wax. <laughs> Speaking of turtle wax, let's move to the next game and polish this turd. Falcons lose to the Saints 18 to 21. Sergeant Segway in the building. Let's yes, go. Sergeant Segway. Uh, <laughs> uh this game fucking sucked. Yes. Um a shit a, bowl brought to you by yeah, XLEX. Both teams kind of suck. This is yeah. a great example of what the Falcons can do to you. You know, I go into this game excited about our shiny new toy. Um disappointed to realize that our shiny new toy um can only throw 13 completions on 26 passes for 97 yards hold hold Um, on a second can i interject please if this shiny new toy was debuted Mm. four weeks ago Mm. it might look different is what i'm saying sure i would agree with that you can't do that the coach can't do this wait so long and then put him out there and like see this is what it's like now we the growing pains are going to come with a playoff push. Mm. Yeah. No, I hear you. I don't disagree with that. He almost got 100 uh, yards, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but being a Falcons fan comes with a fair amount of, um, you know, fatalism, you know, starts to kick in. The Falcons make you think that despite this dreadful performance, somehow um, – it's like, well, shit, we, all we, we just need three points. It's fourth quarter. We have a chance to tie or maybe even win this game. You're facing a fourth and five. The kid steps up. You get it. You're like, yes. And then boom, mm. he gets hit, fumbles the ball. Uh, Drake London fumbles the ball. Um, I mean, you're literally, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally in midair after flying off of the couch. Successfully yeah. converting a fourth and five, and then gravity suddenly just yanks me back down. down. Yeah, I felt so bad um, for you, man. Honestly, 
I know that we're still mathematically alive, but honestly, after this game, I, I, I just want it. I, when this game was over, I just said to Isak, I was like, I just want it to be over. I just want the season to be over. Like, I don't even just get them out of here. Oh, Take no. the Falcons back to the lab and show me something else for next year. I don't even want to see where you, you at on Arthur Smith. You know, I've been thinking a lot about Arthur Smith and I, I, I don't, um, I think to me, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him for anything, but for me, Arthur Smith is, is one man who is in a long list, a long line of men who thought they could fix the Falcons. Um, and I don't think, I don't think he actually knows what he's up against. I, I don't think he understands the history of this team. I don't <laughs> think he understands that is there is some is it kind haunted man. I don't think he quite understands the haunted nature of this franchise. <laughs> um, now I'll say this next year will be the first year in about 10 years that we've had any kind of cap space. So that's why I don't really come down that hard. I mean, he inherited a team that was like, I mean, Jesus, just to get under the oh, cap yeah, was like, the, the was like some, was some, was some crazy shit. Next year is the first time in a long time that we've actually had like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in cap space because we finally clear of all these dead and money heads Ryan, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So for me, I, and I know it's usually you, most coaches only get three years and it's like, you know, three or four years. And then it's like, bro, you're gone. But mm. I personally would say the Arthur Smith era begins next season. Okay. Show me what you can do with the roster that you have and the, and this Couple monster mountain belt, of cap space money, yeah. should build me a team now. And if you can't figure that out in a couple of years, then yeah, fuck you. Get me the next idiot who thinks he can fix the Falcons. Let's see what that looks like. Mm. Um, yeah. The good thing hmm. is, this timing seems to be perfect that they finally did get rid of Matt Ryan. The timing was good. Sure. Yeah. Because they're in it's the playoff fine. hunt. Like it or not, they're in the playoff hunt. The division is down, and mm. they could still win the division. The tricky part for me at this point, and this is very much related to the quarterback situation, and I agree with you, it's, it's his first NFL start. Um, but at the same time, the whole point was to, and we'll see after the three or four games that he plays that the whole idea was like, we need to figure out if we need to go look for a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do we have the guy or do we need the guy? Um, Maybe the guy was on the other sidelines because Taysom Hill was two for two for 80 yards and a touchdown. So <laughs> He only threw two passes and uh, he almost threw as many yards as, as Ritter. That's embarrassing. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. Taysom Hill might be your future, man. You could have two gadget players in the backfield with mm. uh, with him and uh, and uh, score Scorderell. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I I will say this: I I, I love this quietly. Uh, Tyler Algiers, the running back for the oh, Falcons, yeah. has been a real bright spot on the yeah. season. This guy had 17 carries for 139 yards, and most of those yards were after contact. This dude runs yeah. hard. He runs hard. Drake, uh, you got Drake London. So there's a lot of reason to feel hopeful. Next um, year you'll have Kyle Pitts back. And I've never – I don't remember the last time the Falcons were active in free agency. Um, 
So given that we'll have some cap space, actually the uh, the only my most recent memory of like free agency was how we were um we were in like we were literally a fucking inch away from getting Deshaun Watson. That oh. would have been a fucking nightmare. Like we were the team that we everybody thought we were, he was going to Atlanta, and then we woke up and it was like, what the Browns? Um, we dodged a bullet there, but I, I really want to see yeah, what he talk, can do with some cap, cap space. space. You got cap. You wouldn't have had it. You would have had the no, exactly. Watson. It would have been the end of that cap space. Yeah. Move it over. All right. Uh, then we got the Bears and the Eagles. They played each other. Um, mm. And I feel like they did what they're supposed to do, right? Well, actually, the Bears hung in there towards the end. I don't know. I never, I, to me, it was never in doubt. The, the game was a lot closer than expected. The Bears made it difficult. For the Eagles, and yeah. then, of course, Jalen Hurts threw two, two picks in the first half, which kind of kept it close. Yeah. Um, but there is this thing. This is now we're going to get to this part. This is this is a a, a Jonathan Rollins moment. Um, <laughs> this thing that you mentioned about Justin Fields, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't unsee it anymore. Yeah, man. I can't unsee it. I, I mean, it's obvious that that he you know it's great if your quarterback can run for 95 yards in a game that's rare that you have a quarterback that can do that and that's lovely um but when you can't put it together with the passing game then it becomes clear that your quarterback run game is hiding a bigger problem yep right especially when he has to go up against the guy who can do both right yep you can see on the other side yep you can see Jalen Hurts, who goes 22 for 37, 315 yards passing. Sure, again, he threw the two picks. Uh, I, uh, I'll admit that. But he also made up for it with 61 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So you you put the guy, two quarterbacks who are cut from the same cloth. One guy can do both, and the other one can only do one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, is it that he can't read the coverage? Is it because he doesn't have the skill position players to match he doesn't have anybody to throw to. I don't know. Um, but it's like, it, it's a problem for the bears. Um, it's great. You know, it's funny because like you're watching the game and it feels when you watch fields go on these long runs and you're like, man, this guy's so much fun to watch, man, he's exactly. great. And then you look up at the score and you're like, oh, they're still losing. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like the way he plays doesn't match what you think is happening in the game. Mm-hmm. Like he's hiding a way bigger problem Yep. for the bears. And, at, and at some point teams are going to, ju- they're just going to challenge him to throw it. I, I think that's what they're doing anyway. They're challenging him and then he can't throw it. And then he does spectacular stuff to get, you know, mm. eight yards here and 10 yards there and 30 yards, sometimes 50 yards sometimes. But then at the end of games, it's, it almost seems like it always comes down to one drive at the end where he can't make the throw. Mm. So yeah. if he picks it up, but this used no, I wouldn't. Josh Allen never had it this bad, but it used to be kind of the thing with Allen. Allen was just inaccurate. Fields doesn't pull the trigger. Mm. So it's a little I, different thing. But I actually good. think I do think I'll be clear that I think that is a it's a problem that can be solved. Oh, definitely. Um, I think it's a solvable problem, especially if they go out and get him some really good um, skill position players that he can throw the ball to, um, and they give him. You could throw to Claypool. 
Clay, brought, was they, Clay? I don't know if Claypool played in this game. Actually, was he hurt? No, I don't think he, he didn't get any. He I don't has think no he catches. played. Okay. He, I think he was injured in this game. Well, it was good today. They but you got him out they here. Lost another guy too. Um, I mean, look at his wide receiver court. He's yeah, throwing. Exactly. He's out here throwing it to Byron Pringle, David Montgomery, who's a running back, Cole Komet, Saint Brown. Uh, good. Equinemius Saint Brown, who who ain't. No, he's a slot receiver. <laughs> who ain't his brother? Uh, yeah, I don't. Some guy who has like who desperately needs a consonant in his first name. Something Webster, <laughs> Nasimba N- 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 Webster, yeah. Dante Pettis, Velas Jones. I don't even. I've never yeah. even heard of these people. Yeah, good point. Half of them. So get him some good receivers. They need to spend some money in the off season too. Yeah. Um, they'll get a high draft pick. As well, I would imagine, right? Three and eleven. Yeah, at least they get fun games. <laughs> at least they get fun games, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's who's hurt. Darnell Mooney is hurt. Yes. Yep. Exactly. And, and then Chase Claypool. Yeah. So when they're all back, the and then they'll get a draft. Yeah. Mm. We'll see what happens with them. I just, I just see this guy not making. He just looks like he's running because he he's not comfortable. He's fun to watch, but he's not yeah. the answer. No, not right now. He's not the whole answer. There's more to it than him. Yeah. Well, there should be. But it's fun. Uh, mm. Then we got the uh, Lions versus the Jets. And mm. uh, I don't know. I, it felt like the Jets could have pulled it off. Yeah. But, I mean, holding, I mean, holding the Lions to 20 nowadays, that's impressive. The Jets' defense gave it all they could. Uh, Zach Wilson showed a little something. He almost had everybody putting some spec on his name. True, but Zach, he wasn't terrible. Right. But he was also – Zach Wilson was that what kind of what you expect from him, very up and down. Yeah. Uh, he'll have one play that makes you think, Oh wow, yeah, yep. he's pretty good. Exactly. And then he'll follow it up with one where you're like, "Oh, oh wait, yeah. no, he's exactly. he's trash." <laughs> <laughs> um, unlike Jared Goff, who was a model of consistency. Yeah, man. Um, it, he he needs to cool off. He's red hot. <laughs> he's red hot. He's spicy. Yeah. Uh, but and, you know, you know, as uh, uh, the the logic. Of like, hey, it's great that the Jets were able to hold the Lions to only twenty points. You could also reverse that in yep. a way and say, yep. um, man, how great that the Lions could win a game yep. by only scoring twenty points because that hasn't been very true this year. They're either boat racing people or or they're yes. getting stomped. What was um, that cornerbacks coach doing? <laughs> it's like since he got fired, he must have been toxic as a hell. Or maybe everybody yeah. got shell shocked the team or something. But ever since Dan Campbell fired that dude, this team has turned everything around. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. This this was crazy. Um. I mean, the Lions essentially pulled this out pretty late. Um. You know, just like everyone imagined they would. Uh, fourth down. Gotta have it. Fifty yard pass to Brock Wright. Who the fuck is Brock Wright? This guy's like <laughs> a backup tight end. <laughs> Never even yeah. heard of this guy. Um, 
you know, this, this was a struggle. Both defenses played surprisingly well. Actually, we expected the Jets' defense to play well, but the Lions' defense has quietly gotten pretty good in the last couple of weeks too, making yeah. some plays. Um, Our boy Hutchinson put- out there wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been pretty good. Um, and now they sit at, let's see, what are they? They're seven and seven. seven. Se- yeah, seven and seven. Both teams finish this game seven and seven. Um, and the, the Lions are really making a threat to jump into the playoffs. They are legitimately on the bubble. Um, I, I for one, hope they make it. This story is too much fun for them to fall on their faces now. Yeah. Um, I don't know who, let's see, who do they finish the season oh, the, against? The Lions? They have, oh, wow, this is very favorable for them. Their last three games, they play the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> they could finish the, a, the three wins, 10 and 7. I mean, I mean, they could finish the season on a one, two, three. Man, don't let these six, dudes go six. to the playoffs. Ooh, they're going to they be scary. Finish, I mean, they could finish legitimately finish the season on a six-game heater going into the playoffs. The rest of the NFL is going to be on notice. They're just not going to want that. <laughs> That's a scary team to go up against, man. Because they could, especially the key to this team is St. Yeah. Brown. If that yeah. dude is, if that dude's around, that's trouble, yeah. man. That's trouble. That dude is a baller. Well, you know what's kind of interesting is that now um, that they've got some. Uh, you know, they've started to spread the ball around quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last week, I don't know why Jameson Williams didn't play in this game. He it says he was not active, but he, whatever he, or or maybe he got injured. Actually, he had one target mm. and no catches. Um, but Khalif Raymond has mm-hmm. been showing up lately. Yep. Um, DJ Chark has been playing well. My man DeAndre Swift, former Bulldog, not a big deal. He's been playing well. I thought you were going to mention him and not say what school he went to. Interesting. Oh no, I. I mean, that's just where he went to school. It's not. It's not my. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't have any say in where he decided to go to college. It's just that he went there. Just did the right thing. I'm just. I'm doing my journalistic duty by reporting his. Origin story. Um, <laughs> uh, but this, I'm really impressed that the, that the Lions were able to win this game yeah. um, in in a in a way that was very unLions esque. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is the kind of game you would expect them to lose, and they and they didn't. They toughed it out, um, and they showed the Jets what's up at home in in New York. They were like, "Fuck you, fuck your Jets, fuck your Zach Wilson." Fuck your Mike Whites. Fuck all you motherfuckers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I got a quick question for you. Why did you think the the Panthers were going to beat the Steelers? Uh, well, because the Panthers have been sort of surging as of late, and their run game has been quite good. Um, what I did not consider um, mm-hmm. is the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, run defense being able to say, Mm-mm, "Not today." Uh, and they, I think <laughs> they've also been surging too. Agreed. They have. Because they did Um, what Arthur Smith didn't do and threw the quarterback into the the rookie quarterback into the fire. And he seems to be starting to settle down. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, they they obviously had to go with Mitch. Oh, no, yeah. They went to Mitch. I I forgot. That's the (laughs) difference is that Mitch didn't throw a bunch of uh, (laughs) picks. Right. I can't believe this. to me, again, like I said, the 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 Panthers' run game has been amazing these last couple of weeks. Uh, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard have been, you yes. know, basically unstoppable. But in this game, I mean, look at the stat line. This is insane. Deontay, Deontay Foreman had ten carries for nine yards. Dude had nine yards rushing. That's it's Hayward, man. That. It, that yeah, nose, it, that it, nose tackle is nasty. And they had some big sacks in this game too. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris had a game. Um, he scored a touchdown. He had 86 yards rushing. Um, d- oh, but to be Ooh. honest, you saw that stiff arm. Another one. Yeah. Oh no, it's like a like, slap. He, <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was like, "Get the fuck out of my way." <laughs> But honestly, the way that – I think the most impressive player on the field in this game, besides the all of the defensive players for, for the Steelers, um, Deontay Johnson, the way mm, he was yes. able to kind of carve up that secondary mm. and a lot of these like little, um, you know, the little catch and curl, you know, catch mm. and then sort of spin mm. around and then like get that extra couple yards. Like he, he really yeah. – Kept moving the sticks, basically. Um, he got a penalty uh, too, talking shit. Yeah, uh, well, you know, Steelers out here talking shit. Yeah, I thought he, talking. I thought he earned it. I was like, okay, all right. Um, but this was um, this game never really felt in doubt. The Steelers' defense felt like they had a firm grip on yeah. this Carolina's. Uh, uh, there was there was no way they were going to let this one slip. Um, they didn't even really need a great performance by Mitch Trubisky. No, that's true. No, they just needed him to get out of it because they would have won last week if he didn't throw four picks. Yeah, they just needed him to not make mistakes, basically. Hopefully the young buck is back next week, man. I want to see more. What did you think about – was there any wide receiver on the Steelers that did anything in particular? Uh, Well, I mean (laughs) – I mean, I didn't want to mention it, but my man, <laughs> former Bulldog George Pickens, he did get 53 yards on yeah. only two receptions. Yeah. Uh, he had one a nice of them was catch. a big 
40 yarder. I mean, he's <laughs> whatever. He's good at football and he played for the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know ah. what else you want me to say. I don't want I don't want you to say anything else. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the next the uh, next game uh was a fantastic game. Cowboys versus oh Jaguars. God. Uh that would have I'm so glad we didn't bet. If we bet, we would be broke cuz we would have definitely the upsets that happened. I think you know this is that time of year where it's kind of um you you're a little busy on you know, there was a lot going on. We had the World Cup final. Oh, yeah. And, and I had, you know, I was having a, I was also in the middle of um, dealing with my dishwashing machine breaking. And Oof. so I'm like, it, you know, it was a little, Sunday was a little chaotic. Um, I'm I will so, say it this. Saved I, us. It saved us from losing money on this game in particular. Yeah. I will say that the real MVP this week uh, is is me. With knee pads <laughs> on and a fucking pan lampa, like a head, really? a head headlight inside of the dishwasher, taking that motherfucker apart and fixing it like a boss. <laughs> nice. And everyone, I'm like, oh fuck, our dishwasher's gonna break the week before Christmas. Nah, I'm not having that shit. Nah, I'm getting same. inside this thing. I got YouTube over here telling me what to yep, do. I yep. got like all kinds of shit. I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I'm glad you got that um, done. I would have gone to YouTube too. <laughs> I don't know if uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars watch YouTube to figure out how to beat the Cowboys, but they certainly did. They sure in did. In overtime. <laughs> in overtime. And didn't – what was the score? Didn't – It was 40 to 34 because they got a pick six victory. What – a 17-point lead at the half, right? In the Cowboys were up 21 to – Oh, I didn't even think about that, that it was a comeback victory. Oh, a big time. Uh, I think the Cow- – yeah, Cowboys were up to 21 to 7. At the half, um, and as you alluded to, not only did Rayshon Jenkins have two interceptions and in seventeen tackles in this God, game, or eighteen damn. tackles in 18. this game, yeah. he had eighteen tackles. Dude gets the game-winning pick six in overtime it, it, yeah. to deliver. Like you know, in any other week, would have been the most un- improbable victory. Mm-hmm. Of the week, if it wasn't for that Vikings Colts yeah. game, yeah, you know, that's true. We'd be talking about this, like, oh my god, this yeah. is the greatest comeback. No, sorry, bro, you're like <laughs> t- seen it. <laughs> yeah, we saw a thirty-three point. Thing, if you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you who I was impressed it. by? Tell me, T Law and Associates, man. T Law and Associates Facts. came out slinging that thing, man, and uh, and Etienne. That yeah. offense, the Jaguars' offense against the. Top five defense in the league, one of the top top defenses. When you mm. got Michael Park, they got the three levels, like we say. Three, they got a mm. star on three levels of their defense, and somehow the Jags' uh, offense put up what thirty four points mm. on that defense. Mm. Impressive. Yeah, T Law was slinging it, um, and Zay Jones with three touchdown catches. Yeah, man. Like, who saw? I didn't see that coming. Um, and you were saying they I mean, need a uh, outside receiver earlier in the season. You were talking about the need that they have because it seemed like they had a bunch of slant runners and slots. Mm, and mm-hmm. uh, Zay seems to be emerging as uh, somebody who who and Trevor Lawrence who possesses one of the best cover two breaker balls mm. to put it behind the cornerback before the safety gets there. A cover two ball breaker. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. I forget what they call that pass. There's there's something. That they call that type of pass that Trevor Lawrence well, whatever I think is the, the best at. 
whatever they call it, they need to change it to cover two ball, ball breaker. Because yeah, I, I like can't it. possibly think of anything better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the Cowboys have to feel. You know, I, the thing about the thing about the Cowboys is that it, it, I mean, obviously dropping a losing after you have a 17 point lead is feels bad for anyone. Um, but given that the Cowboys have a history of fizzling out in the playoffs, it, you know, after having an impressive season, it, it, this does not bode well for them. Like you, no. you can, because, and also, especially this close to the playoffs, mm-hmm. you can start to see December. how it could, how it could unravel. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I mean, I feel like, Prior to this game, I mean, you still had everybody in the sort of NFL media landscape talking about how, well, hey, look at these Cowboys. They might actually win this division if the Eagles manage to slip up and they still got a play. So, da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, man, nah. I don't see that happening. I, nah. I, I think the Cowboys are the Cowboys. I, I think it's one of those cases where it's like they are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go in. And they're gonna they're gonna have a they're gonna go into the playoffs with an impressive record, all the pieces that you think they need to win a football game, and they're gonna yep. fall flat on their faces. But they are who we thought they were. That's what I think. Then we had the second week in a row that Lovey Smith comes out there <laughs> and pulls it out mm. and shows how big it is. Mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. to show whatever coaches don't coach the team next year that they got talent. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. that they got something to work with because he's probably going to be uh, fired after the year. But uh, they gave the Chiefs all they could take, man. And the Chiefs won in overtime. Uh, but, man, uh, props, to, props to the Texans for last week almost shocking the world and beating the Cowboys, and this week almost shocking the world and giving the Chiefs uh, and, and beating the Chiefs. Yeah, they came out and played hard. They matched them blow for blow throughout the entire game. There was no giant comeback victory here. This was just literally back and forth. Yeah. Um, nobody ever had, I think, nobody ever had more than a four-point lead at one point, I think. Or or maybe even, yeah, Houston. <laughs> of all, They had a five-point lead at one point. What was with this um, quarterback carousel thing? Did Mills get hurt or something? Because he was... Out there, Driscoll came in. Were they just fucking around? They did this last week. They did this last week. They would bring in Driscoll. uh, They would bring in Driscoll to sort of confuse the defense. Uh, Mostly Driscoll came in to run the ball Mm. um, in short yardage plays, I think. But they also, I mean, like he only threw the ball four times. Um, so they were bringing him in. I think they were trying to do their best Taysom Hill impression, honestly, oh, okay. Is, okay. is what they're oh, yeah, trying to he do. Did, he was running too, yeah. Um, mm. But Driscoll ain't, you know, no. he, he ain't Taysom Hill. And once it got to overtime, um, they were just thinking. In an ideal world, you don't want a loss. You want to win. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get the win, and you know, sometimes you sell for the tie. A lot of football left to go in the season. But the Chiefs had other That's things in mind. No, well, the Chiefs had my man from Marietta, Jarek McKinnon, on their mind because that motherfucker was out there balling. He was yes. like, nah, bro, I'm not going for the tie. I'm going to go out here and win this fucking football game. And he, for the second year in a row, I don't know why this is happening, but this happened at the exact same time last year. Late in the season, all of a sudden, Jarek McKinnon seems relevant. 
Like yeah. he spends almost the entire regular season, like as an afterthought on the chiefs. Yep. And then late in the season and into the playoffs, it's suddenly like, we can't, we can't win football games without this guy. So he's just, I, he's I just right in time for the fantasy playoffs. I don't understand what the deal is with that, but whatever it works. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, fantasy, sorry, man, but we keep going. <laughs> yeah, I crashed and burned. He ran up against uh, uh, ran up against the squad, man. Sorry. Actually, what's funny is that, like, at halftime of that Vikings game, I was like, "Man, I'm toast." Yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, I Kirk Cousins got is my quarterback. Twenty four points. And then he went bananas. And then at the end of the day, the big mistake that I made was keeping Zay Jones on the bench. Mm. Who would have thought Zay Jones would have won me the would have won me the week? Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. Look, the Chiefs. I, I I don't. I'm not worried about the Chiefs having to go to overtime against the Houston Texans. Um, the Houston Texans are like that weird, bizarro team at the end of the season that are out here trying to prove to everybody that they're not tanking. Yeah. Um, they're putting up a great fight. You got to respect them for that. Uh, they're playing some of their best football of the, of the season when it matters the least. Um, and, you know, two weeks in a row, they've, they've gone up against two of the heavyweights in the NFL and, um, and, you know, nearly made them shit their pants. Um, <laughs> but in the end, in the end, the cream rose to the top and the Chiefs took this one. Uh, you know, I, I they win their division for the seventh year in a row. Is that yes, right? Seven I think that's right. They said they were really happy about it. Andy Reid over there. Doing this thing, man. Really glad for him, and I hope they get another championship before this. I mean, before this uh, version of the team mm. is uh, passes over. I agree. I'd be happy with them winning it this year. Yeah, I, I feel like they. I feel like it would be weird for. But it, you know, it just goes to show how hard it is to win Super Bowls, man. Yeah. A, a guy like Patrick Mahomes to think about how good he's been since he started. Yeah. Uh, since he became a starter, and he still only has the one. Only two I mean, visits. look at Aaron, look at Aaron Rodgers for how long that guy's yeah. been a, a top level quarterback, and and, yep. and, and he's only got he's one. The best. Yeah. Hmm. All right, then we got the uh, Cardinals Broncos, uh, a shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. It's kind of what you'd expect with backup uh, quarterbacks dueling it out hmm. for who's worse, hmm. who's shittier, and then you got a uh, Cliff Kingsbury involved. This was just made to be a shit bowl. Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon. Until Colt got uh, hurt. <laughs> true. Uh, and Brett Rippon out here showing that, yeah, we just need 18 points and we get the dub. Let's go. Yeah, They've scored good. 24 points yeah. um, against the Cardinals who, you know, I, I don't know. In the first half, the Cardinals defense looked great. Yeah. J.J. Um, Watt had a, a renaissance game or whatever. A resurgence. He was, he was, he was a beast. Um, but it did not hold up, obviously. Because um, McCarron's Latavi up out there. <laughs> mm, Latavius Murray had a night, 24 carries for 130 yards uh, and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, you know, what do you say about these two teams? I, That's what I say. They, they have the exact same record. They have mm. nothing to play for. Mm -mm. Um, I, I think both... Um, 
I mean, to me, this is this two teams who are probably getting ready to fire their head coaches. You think so? Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury. I, I don't think they have a choice. They have to let Cliff Kingsbury go. Okay. Um, and Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett's gone. Yeah. I mean, one of the reports that came after this game was the number of people who just didn't, the number of fans who just decided not to show up for this football game. Oh, um, the stadium, they played in Denver. Um, you had season ticket holders who have just decided not to come to the games anymore. Um, people who have tickets who are just not coming. Damn. You have n- new ownership. Yeah, you have two problems. You've got the Russell Wilson problem, and you've got the head coach problem. But the Russell the last Wilson time problem Russell Wilson was out there. He looked all right. I know that, but the issue is, is that from an ownership perspective, the Russell Wilson money is something you can't walk away from. The, the Nathaniel, the one of those two things has to go. You either got to get, re- you either got to move on from the Russell oh, Wilson okay, thing yeah. or the Nathaniel Hackett thing. And Hackett is the easiest thing to get rid of. Yeah. You cannot move on from Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, and the Hackett, ha- yeah, because the Hackett money doesn't affect your salary cap and ability to build the team. Exactly, because if you, it, it, it's just, it's the only yeah. way to solve. It's the only solution. Or you keep ha- Hackett and see if he can hack it. <sighs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care how many people you hire to hang yeah. around this guy to yeah, help know, him right? with situational football. It, it doesn't matter. He's got to go. Um, yeah, he knows it. This is a storied franchise, a, a, a proud yeah. fan base. You cannot continue to insult them with a guy who is completely underwater. Yeah. He 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 has no idea what he's doing right now. Damn. Damn, Skiff. Hmm. Speaking of no idea what he's doing, uh... <laughs> Sergeant Segway is back in the building. <laughs> Jacoby Myers made my decade with this play. It's, uh, uh, I'm sh- I'm I'm still in shock. I happened honestly. to be awake. Happened to be awake. Uh, just like a lot of Sundays, I go to sleep on the couch. You know what I mean? And the TV's on, and then I wake up and I catch parts of games or whatever. And then if it's exciting, then I'll check it out. And then I just check it out this game, you know, live. And uh, in the text chat, in a um a text chat with some Americans or whatever, I was like, okay, all right, well, let's do this. I'm gonna stay up and watch this game. Turned out good. Uh, it was so fun watching uh watching Mac Jones. Uh, mm. it just feels great after 20 13, years. 13 for 31. <laughs> Oof. God. After 20 years of Tom Brady and Belichick combination, I get Matt Patricia and Mac Jones. It's like the football gods are thanking me for my patience. And I love it. And uh, And it capped off. I thought it was going to overtime. They capped it off. Un, it's the worst, maybe the worst decision in all the sports. I it, this has to be with one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Yeah, in, I was uh, chatting with the, with the, I was trying to figure out if there's a worse decision, and I was thinking, I don't know if you remember Chris Weber calling timeout when they didn't have a timeout in the final four and they lose the game, <laughs> the, and they made a whole documentary about it and all this stuff. There's that, I don't know, Mike Tyson biting the ear. It's like, what else in sport? I couldn't think of any. This is the dumbest. 
throwing the ball back. First he pitches it back, and then Jacoby Myers, for some reason, quarterback in high school, right? Throws mm-hmm. the ball back to Chandler Jones, <laughs> who catches this. It's like, oh, wow, I'll take this. And then Mac Jones got the worst of the Joneses in Oof. the turtle tackle. He got here. stiff-armed into, like, the center of the earth. <laughs> I think he's still down there at the core, <laughs> or, or maybe he's all the way to the other side in China. I mean, the, Chandler <laughs> Jones must have just been like he must, he got two of the biggest surprises of his life. Yeah. A Jacoby Myers throws the ball right to him, yeah, and then when he turns to run towards the end zone, he's like, "Oh shit! Look at that! There's Mac Jones." <laughs> it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Miami Miracle when you yes when you when you hear that interview. Well, I don't remember who was the guy who ran it into the end zone. Kenyon Drake. It's not like it. I think about Kenyon, it all the time. Right. <laughs> Kenyon Drake. When I remember seeing the interview with Kenyon Drake and he said, I looked up and I saw Gronk and I was like, what the hell is Gronk doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, that's when I knew I was going to score. <laughs> I'm sure that Chandler Jones had the same feeling when he caught that ball and turned and said, oh, shit, Mac Jones is the only thing standing in my way. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking like, at the clock. I was like, zeros on the clock when the first lateral. So I was like, okay, they're mm. going to try something silly. And then he throws it up. It was only on the second pitch that he throws the interception. Can you? Oh. I'm still trying to unpack this. Can you explain to me why? Why? When you were t- the ball game is tied, why, are, why did they do this? There's no reason to do it. There's no reason to do it. The thing to do is to, they should have taken a knee, maybe, just to go into overtime. They try to run. He breaks through, and then he gets over there, and he's just like, all right, let me just try this, see if we can get a big play. Pitches it back. Stevenson pitches it back, and then Jacoby tries that throwback, and that was uh, – yeah, that was – he should have Not only that, the other thing that I don't understand – okay, so I can buy little bits and pieces of this moment, right? Ramondre – I can understand you pitch it to Jacoby Myers, but then when Jacoby Myers realizes like, oh, we're doing the pitch play right. of all people, why would you throw it to Mac Jones? A lot of the slowest guy on the field. You want to throw it to him? Yeah. And, and also the last line, yeah, he's the last guy like, back. He's, he's literally like he, it, he has nobody to pitch it to who the fuck's yeah. he going to pitch it to. Yeah. Cause no nobody one. else knows. So nobody's behind him. You it's can't not throw like he forward. can throw it forward. Yeah. It's not the XFL, Jacoby Myers. Even though yeah, exactly. you'll be there next year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'll be all right. It's just a little little pride hurt. And uh, Belichick looked like, what the fuck? Second time I've seen him lose to uh, Josh McDaniel. It's his Achilles mm. heel playing his old uh, assistants. Even though Josh McDaniel will soon be back on the Patriots. Because Matt Patricia can't have a job after this year as an offensive coordinator. I, I agree with you. I think both Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, um, I mean, the reports after this game, uh, there's a lot of chatter that some heads are going to have to roll this year. Yeah, man. This is uh, like Robert Kraft ain't with that shit, man. They are really embarrassing the the storied franchise right now. And this offense is a joke. Mac Jones is terrible. Um, yeah, man. I, and you have pieces. I mean, like, I mean, this is a game that you easily could have won. Ramondre Stevenson, Went 19 off. rushes for 172 yards and a touchdown. Off, yeah. The guy damn near had 10 yards per carry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, 
it's a few moves here and and there on the offense, you're back in business. If it goes to overtime, I feel like the Raiders win anyway. Yeah, maybe. Because remember, they the the offensive points. I mean, the points of for the Patriots. One of them is a pick six, a fantastic True. pick six. Where it yeah. felt like I would a few years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, they had to play hmm. <laughs> when they had the whole uh, whatever Spygate. Because he mm. knew that was a screen. I mean, and Jones threw it slow, and mm. and the cornerback jumps it and uh, runs it. In. I mean, shout out to not the Jones, Ra- uh, Carr. Oh yeah, I mean you you got to feel some love for the for the Raiders fans. Last week I went hard uh, on on the Raiders and how they you know oh, yeah. basically ruined one of our poor listeners' trips all the way halfway across the world. Yeah, man. Um, and in this game, uh. You know the Raiders didn't Raider the the Patriots Raidered. Uh, <laughs> it must have been such a relief to watch the other team make a boneheaded mistake. Uh, Did you see that, that tweet that said uh, that that Bill Belichick is known for taking away the team's best trait? Yeah, every game, and the yep. Raiders' best trait is losing a big lead. <laughs> yeah, That's and Belichick good. took that away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and make sure that they went. Yeah, that's crazy. Shocking, shocking right there, man. But mm-hmm. it was delightful for someone like me. I I was giggling at a low volume because everybody was sleeping in my house. So I was just like, <laughs> wishing I could share it with somebody besides on a text chat. Mm. Then the Titans uh Chargers came through. A shit bowl. Brought to you by Xlex. Got us another shit bowl, man. Mm. Uh I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Tannehill got hurt. That was part of it. But he came back, fought through it. But uh, the Chargers, I don't know, man. They're frisky, man. Watch out for these guys. But 17-14 to 14 was the final score. And uh, <clears throat> Justin Herbert out here throwing picks but getting yards. It's so funny to me, this, this discussion about Justin Herbert being – you know, I don't know. Everybody wants him to be some kind of a QB god. Yeah, and and he looks the part. He looks like the high school quarterback star in a movie. He does, that's and that's great. And and you know, so many people were claiming victory. You know, because obviously this Herbert and Tua are tied forever, given where they were taken in the draft. Um, and that one, play- yeah, and one team chose to take, yeah. Yeah, and then they play each other last week, and everyone's like, okay, that's it. The debate's over. Herbert is the better quarterback. But it's like, I would still continue to argue, A, that this has nothing to do with Tua. B, of course. Uh, show me Justin Herbert doing this two weeks in a row. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, he has moments in the game where he looks – like a world beater, but then it's like he turns around and and shows you like that he's it's always at the end of a half too that he throws. He, he he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to stay calm and collected and play a, an entire game of mistake free football. He just doesn't. It's also only doesn't. his third season. Exactly. Everybody exactly. chill out. These guys are going to be playing for twenty years. They'll probably end up on other teams or something like that. So one of them, at least one of them, as the way the league goes, or an injury or something. It's like everybody stop trying to make it 
a big statement right now. Let the dudes play. Uh, and I'll say this: like I'm, I'm actually, I, I'm rooting for the kid. I, I yeah, me too. I like him. I like him, and I, I would love for the Chargers to be relevant. I, I hate yeah. how they, um, you know, don't have fans. They, get, they don't have any fans. They get dunked on a lot because they don't yeah. have any fans. And I, I still think they should have stayed in San Diego. I think it's Agreed. stupid that they're in Los Angeles. Um, but um, you know, and and they have a lot of great players, players who are fun to watch. But but honestly. You know, I know they won this football game uh, essentially because, you know, and, and I guess you have to give him some credit. I mean, what did Jesus. he have, like 48 seconds to work with um, oh, in the to fourth get the, quarter? Oh, yeah, that big, that big pass to set up the field goal, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to them for that. That's great. Um, but, again, you're, you could only put up 17 points on the Titans, who arguably the defense for the Titans played a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, so you got that one. That. Did you see the intercept? The first interception. Mm, when yeah. he, he overthrows it into the end zone, but the guy jumps up and tips it back to the other player. It was like a I, something I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. Crazy. It was a bizarre week. Mm. Uh, then we got, then we got the uh, Bucks and the Bengals, mm. and uh, the Bucks were holding strong for a bit, but then the Bengals said. Uh, Remember who we are. Bucks look bad. The Bucks thought they had fixed their shit, man. They were like, uh, they had a 17-point lead at one point in the second quarter. They looked pretty much oh, no, better I'm than they. I'm thinking of last week's Bucks. Yeah, they okay. They looked yeah. better than they've ever looked yeah. in the first half. Yeah. Um, they almost pulled. Yeah. The Bengals could not move the football. Um, the Bucks defense defense looked stepped like, up. Yeah, Bucks defense was playing great in the first half. Um, Brady did what Brady does. Uh, the run game was kind of halfway decent in the first half, um, but then the Bengals did what they do. They make that adjustment, that, that halftime adjustment, um, and and just flat out boat raced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the second half. But shout out to Mike Evans, though, man. He didn't he didn't fill up the stat sheet, but Something about the way that dude plays. I really like mm. it. Um, something about it, man. Now, this this comeback uh, happened by way of just absolute dreadful um, second-half turnovers. Um, That's what I mean, it, it was. It was just one. It was like back-to-back. Yeah. Back, yeah. It was picks, back-to-back back fumbles. That is. Um, That's what it, the second half they looked like. It, it was just like, if you have the ball so much, there's no way you're going to win. You're going to be able to win the game. They just kept giving the ball back to the Bengals. That's when it they was were, just like, what is going on? I th- how many kept, turnovers in the second half? It had to be five, four? I, it, was, it was at least four. It was at least four. Um, <laughs> that's why Burrow only had 200 yards, four touchdowns because he's a short field the whole game. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, yeah, I, that was, I, yeah. Cause they fumble it, Fournette fumble right? Or, or did he? Yeah, Fournette. For, I, it, no, Brady had a fumble as well. He got a sack fumble. Uh, um, he threw two picks, obviously. Mm. So you know. You turn the ball over that many times in a game, you're probably going to lose. Uh, and they did. They got they got absolutely dominated in the second half. Um, 
what did they get? Six more points. They managed to tack on two field goals in the second half, and that mm-hmm. was it. Um, the Bengals just went bananas in the second half. They scored 17 points in the third quarter and then 14 in the fourth quarter. They just absolutely smoked them. I ended up like hoping that they could win like the, the bucks. I was just like, okay, all right. And then when the turnovers were happening, it seemed like an against all odds type of thing. So I was like, Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. now I'm sitting there hoping that they pull it off. And then I just felt like I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> The- I can't go. I can't go that far. No, uh, yeah, I, I'm still rooting for that four-way tie in the shittiest division in mm. NFL history, uh, which happen. we're we're getting close because you know the Saints won, Falcons lost, Panthers lost. So there's a three-way tie <laughs> for second, uh, and all of those teams are one game back from the six and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we are very close. I was rooting for a tie because I don't think any. No division rivals have ever had two ties in the same season as far as I know. And I thought we were going to get one when the Giants played the Commanders. I was really hoping. I was looking for it. And they were down eight in the fourth quarter. I thought we were going to get it. And then the refs decided to turn a blind eye to the worst pass interference non-call I've seen in a bit. That was pretty bad. Hanging on him like a backpack. (laughs) And then he knocks the ball away. And they're like, well, that's the end of the game. Let's get out of here. I. I mean, we said it before we started recording. I'd be pissed if I cared. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, it's a shame. I feel bad for. We do not uh, care. <laughs> I feel bad for any Commanders fans who who still listen to this podcast after that comment, um, because y'all got robbed. Yeah, at least uh, I got robbed of my tie that I was hoping for. Yeah, everybody lost. Yes. <laughs> except for uh, except for the Giants, actually, because uh, technically I'm they totally won. embarrassed and totally ashamed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. What are you supposed to say about this team? Um, ah, man, these are two teams that I, I haven't figured out yet. This late in the season, I, I mean, they're both in a playoff spot at the moment. Um, That's, that shows you what the NFC is all about. Like the Giants, the Giants, they had a, a a big streak at the beginning of the season, and now they turn into a, a shit streak <laughs> towards the end. And uh, that that tie they had earlier to each other is like going to help both of them get into the playoffs somehow. Crazy, crazy. Um, Giants with five I mean, losses, man. I don't see either either one of these teams feeling good about themselves after this game. Um, I don't know who they play. The Giants play the Vikings on Saturday. Mm. And then they play the Colts on Sunday and Jeff Saturday. And then they play to finish it off with the Eagles who might be resting, who are talking about resting hurts already. Mm. Hmm. So the Giants could end up with three victories. I think the Vikings will beat them, though. But what a season for them, though, with the new coach who seems to be the right coach. And, and uh, very much ahead of schedule. We've yeah. talked about that before. Um, very much ahead of schedule. So I get, yeah, no, it's a good point. I, I think you probably have to feel good if you're a Giants fan, regardless of how mm. this season turns out, regardless of whether you make the playoffs. You're, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Way ahead of schedule. And, and also the other thing is that it feels like the things you need to fix this offense are obvious. Yeah. Right? You need – you need wide receivers because you ain't got none. 
You're out here throwing passes to Ricky James and Isaiah Hodgins. Ricky from Boys in the Hood. It's like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, you you got to rebuild this wide receiver room. Um, yeah. You know, and and – and it's their rebuild, first year to rebuild, and they're out here looking like they might go to playoffs. They have nine picks in the next draft, too. Mm. Wow. So Interesting. Yeah. Very I interesting. I don't know. Um, I'm going to look at their cap numbers because mm-hmm. now I'm getting curious about these guys. Mm. Uh, so I want to look start, at that real quick. Is this so you can start working on your mock draft? <laughs> Exactly. It looks like they're in the top third, and um, no, I can't see them at all. I don't know, man. Oh, it's 2022. 2023. Giants. Ooh. They're, they're the third highest uh, with cap space right now. Mm. Mm. Bear, Bears are first. Your Falcons are second. Let's go. And the Giants are third with 58 mil. We're winning something. We're winning the cap space <laughs> war. Yeah. But then if you got, you know, some of the, the least talented team out there, uh, <laughs> rosters. But watch <clears> out. <throat> Patriots are fourth, man. And, you know, they have a great GM in Bill Belichick. <laughs> right. Uh, make some more moves. I remember the last time they spent big. <laughs> <laughs> nice, wow. man. Uh, <clears throat> then we got the final game of the week. Have you get, Have you seen it? The no, Rams. I read. A, I didn't see it. I read about it this morning. Rams Packers. It wasn't much. Uh, I watched. I watched the uh, the condensed, so I got to see it. Um, hmm. And it kind of. I mean, Baker Mayfield. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for that guy, man. Hmm. Even though they only put 12 points up, <laughs> I'm rooting for <laughs> it. The, the the Packers won 24 to 12. It was pretty uh, pretty one sided. While the Rams were kicking field goals. Um, That touchdown looks like it came pretty late in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they went for two after that and didn't get it. Um, But Baker wasn't too bad. He only, well, I guess. If you look at today's quarterback, it's not the best. 12 for 21, 111 yards. But he's only been there a couple weeks. And right. and for some reason Cam Akers has come on, man. It was it was interesting to see this guy who thought he was trying to get out of there, and then he had that cryptic tweet and all of that stuff, and then he turns into their best running back. Well, I think he's probably auditioning for wherever he's going to go. I don't expect him to be on the Rams next year, nah. and he's trying to prove that he's he's worth he he's worth getting picked up in the off season by a new team. Mm. Um, but uh, the Packers. Uh, Rodgers mm-hmm. is spreading it around, and uh, it's kind of a pick-your-poison type of thing, even though they are playing uh, – they were playing the Rams. But Romeo Dobbs, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Watson has really mm-hmm. put people on notice. Um, and, of course, uh, Rodgers likes to go after Cobb as well. But mm-hmm. they're spreading it around, but it feels like it might be too little too late for those guys. They're 6-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they make a push towards the end. But uh, I didn't walk away from there feeling like uh, much about this squad, man. Next week they play on Christmas. They play the Dolphins. Mm. They probably be outmatched there, and then they play if they if they beat the Dolphins, then we learn a lot about the Dolphins. Uh, but that might end their season right there because they'll probably lose to the Dolphins, or they play the pack the Vikings after that. 
and then the Lions. So they don't have an easy road to try to make it to the playoffs, and they kind of have to win out. Oh, I think they definitely have to win out. So beating the Lions the last week might help their case if it comes down to it because that's the team they'll be going against, you know, for that wild card how, spot. How dope is it going to be? That's a loser leaves town game. <laughs> if it's a win and end. Yeah. Win and end game. Bro. Week, week 18, Packers versus the Lions, who had a great game the first time, right? As far as I can recall. No, 15 to 9 was that. Why does it feel like it must have been a fun game from the type of game I like? Man, I am here for that. Yeah, man. They held the Lions to 15 points. Damn. It must have been without Amon Ross, St. Brown. Hmm. Going to be interesting. Shit. That's going to be. Yeah, man. I think I'm traveling on the last game of the season. Oh, no. January 8th? (sighs) Yeah, I think so. I'm only going to London, though, so hopefully I'll get there early. Oh, nice. Uh, let's get to it, though, man. Who's your real MVP? Uh, I decided to go with uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, um, Rashawn Jenkins. 18 tackles, mm. one pick in regulation, a pick six in OT to take down the Cowboys. This motherfucker went out there and had himself a day. Mm. Um, yeah, he's my real MVP this week. You the real MVP. I was rolling with the same squad, and uh, as we talked about the game, I wanted to switch to him. But I figured mm. you probably had him anyway, especially with mm. the 18 tackles part. Because I remember when they said it during the game, I was like, God damn. I've heard 18 tackles since uh, Erlocker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Players mm. like those days, man. Uh, but I went with JT Law and motherfucking Associates, man. Mm. Trevor Lawrence was out there slanging that thing to the tune of 300-plus yards, four tutties, uh, scrambling when he needed to. He was balling. He's been questioned a lot for some of his decision-making. And uh, I think in this week, he came through. And Trevor Lawrence, T-Law, and Associates. You the real MVP. <laughs> I hope that catches up. I wish somehow that could catch on and be his <laughs> nickname. That shit is great. It was pretty good. Who's your trash? I'm going to go with Jeff Saturday. Ooh. Uh, I know everyone is having fun dunking on Matty Wheels for being on the wrong end of the worst Super Bowl meltdown and now Mm -hmm. the worst regular season meltdown. But for me, in both cases, this shit is more on the coach. Saturday played not to lose. Mm -hmm. So did Shanahan. Shanahan. Simple as that. And I I get that he didn't think that it was possible to blow a 33-point lead like that. It wasn't. It had literally never been done before, right? (laughs) Um, but as the Vikings started to creep up, I mean, bro, change your strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even had some, like we mentioned, major officiating calls go their way. Those two fumbles. Yep. Uh, you know, the one where it wiped the touchdown off the boards. Uh, you had the interception. They did not play a perfect second half and you still managed to blow this. We thought Jeff Saturday, that hiring was a joke when it happened and, and honestly, that's more true today than the day that it was announced. The dude ain't ready. Uh, and his very presence as a head coach is still continues to be a slap in the face to all the experienced assistants who were already in the building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Smack in the face. Jeff Saturday is a pile of fucking trash. <laughs> You are trash! <laughs> I was trying to find that uh, Kevin Garnett clip. 
Just I did find it, but it was it was too long. I was gonna put it when he goes, anything is possible <laughs> <laughs> after winning the championship. <laughs> I gotta put that on the soundboard because uh, Jeff Saturday proved that anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> to being down up thirty three, losing the game. My trash, Mac Jones. <laughs> Remember last year when everybody was saying how this guy was head and shoulders above the rest of that twenty twenty one class. Well, I take all the pleasure in the world in saying he's the head of the twenty twenty two trash. <laughs> I watched Mac Jones miss pass after pass in his 13 for 31, 112 yard showing on Sunday. I reveled in it all, of course. Just last week, he was yelling at his completely underqualified offensive coordinator and non burner user, Matt Patricia, about not letting him throw downfield. Mm. Then he commenced to miss on intermediate to deep passes all night. He can't really run. And that just makes him a stationary target, which he responds to by folding up whenever the defenders get near him. Mm. Then he has a chance to be a hero, and we got to see the 2022 Phillip Rivers turtle tackle all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Side note, could he just stop with the pouty bitch face thing? We get it, Mac. You're realizing that the NFL is hard right now. We all realize it. It's not because everybody's against you. It's because... You are trash! <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the first one I wrote. <laughs> I felt so... That was, that so was fire. Ready, so ready for that. That was fire. Uh, I can start with shit got learned. Sure. My shit that got learned this week is uh, the Cowboys' hype was premature. They are not yet ready for the big leagues. The boys were winning while Dak was away. He came back rusty and then shook it off. And we were all ready to crown them the NFC champs. The only problem was they still have to play the games, as the Herman Edwards says. Hmm. And that's when we realized that despite all that talent, they just can't get it right. They might be able to pull it together, but we'll, we'll really need to pump the brakes on this team until they beat a good team. They're 10-4 and four with wins over the Giants twice. Hmm. Bears, mm. Vikings, Commanders, mm. Rams, Colts, mm. and Texans. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's their wow. win. And both, and both uh, the Lions and Bengals, before those teams figured things out, at the beginning of the season they were struggling, the Lions and the Bengals, right? Those yeah. two teams are not the teams they were when the Cowboys beat them. They've lost to the Bucks, the Packers, and the Jaguars. Come on, Cowboys. Wow. The good news is they also lost to the Eagles. But the good news is they face a really good team this coming week in the Eagles. And maybe they can learn me some new shit. Mm. Man, that was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, It's an interesting example of how, you know, the old phrase of like, you are what your record says you are. Well, Mm. look look, look at the Vikings. If you include, yeah, um, like who, how, how you got that record, yeah. and who you got it against, it, there's, there's, there's another layer to that story exactly. than just the numbers. That's fascinating. Yeah. I love it. Nicely done. Thanks. Uh, my shit 
that I learned is that, and and I don't think we've ever seen this before because it's never been scheduled in this way, but I learned that both footballs can deliver in a big spot <laughs> on the same day. Yeah. The World Cup final, Argentina versus France, was literally a game for the ages. All the drama yeah. you could possibly imagine capped off with a penalty shootout and a World Cup trophy for Lionel Messi, mm. the one major accomplishment that has eluded him throughout his entire career. Mm. Uh, as soon as I flipped over to NFL Red Zone, I'm thinking there's no way the NFL could conjure up that level of drama mm. that would even come close. But that is when the NFL said, hold my motherfucking beer. <laughs> uh, because honestly, this uh, this might be one of the more fascinating weekends of, of NFL football I have yeah. ever seen in my entire life. All the overtime games, um, the Saturday slate, excluding the Browns-Ravens game, of course. Um, you know, it was just drama from start to finish. Just yeah. absolutely insane the entertainment level was through the roof. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, this We're is... We're lucky, man. We, it was a great weekend of sports. Yeah. Um, I loved it. My scariest AFC team is Bengals, you, baby. Uh, ooh, ooh, let's go. Let's go. What were you going to say? Well, did I cut you off? No, no, no. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, the Bengals are the scariest team in the AFC. The way that they adjust... And uh, the way the borough just seems to have that Tom Brady gene, mm. it's like where it's like, all right, give me whatever. I'm not gonna quit. Like, uh, so what? I'll throw a pick. All right, I got you. We good. Mm. And uh, the coolness they call him Joe Cool. That's a cool nickname too. Mm. Uh, and then the scariest NFC team. We probably got the same one. I'm going Eagles. Yeah, same. I got the Eagles too, man. I mean, they had to work for it, but. Um... But that's what great teams do. Yeah, you man. know, great teams win. Um, great teams blow people out, but they also win when uh, when they have to face some adversity um, yeah. and when they have to fight through. I think um, that one loss helps them out too, because right now they'd probably be tight trying to like fight for that, like mm, the Golden State Warriors. Agreed. Year when they broke the uh, NBA record for uh, victories and then lost the championship because they absolutely chased agree. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, who are we putting spec on? I'm gonna go with Mister. You like that, Kirk Cousins? <laughs> you like that? You like that? People out here in the streets mm -hmm. saying this team is a fake ten win team. They're saying they soft, they weak, they too vanilla. They have a negative point differential, which is evidence that you know they're not a good or a gritty football team. Dude walks into the locker room down 33 to nothing, having just gone six for 12, 43 yards passing, zero <laughs> touchdowns, and a pick six. Finishes the day 34 for 54, 460 yards passing, four motherfucking touchdowns, mm. and also over overcoming seven motherfucking sacks by mm. the Colts defense, delivering the NFC North title to the people of Minnesota for the first time since 2017 while manufacturing the greatest and largest comeback victory in NFL history? The answer is yes, Kirk Cousins. I do like that. And I do think the rest of the NFL world needs to put some motherfucking respect, some respect on this on man's name. name. <laughs> Damn. I should have gone first, man. <laughs> Can't follow it. Uh, well... 
I'm going to say <laughs> Latavius Murray for some reason. Let's go. He put his team on his back after getting disrespected with some run-by-committee football all year. Mm. Uh, and then injuries and trades and whatnot made it to where now he's got to be their bell cow. Uh, and then he carried this team to a victory against uh, a team whose defense was came to play these mm-hmm. uh, Cardinals. Uh, and he also overcame having the worst coach in the NFL by far in the last decade. Mm. So he's got my respect. So everybody needs to put some respect on my name for Latavius Murray. Nowhere near the respect that needs to go <laughs> to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, that was this episode of Spin NFL. We'll be back with the predictions. This was the reactions, and the predictions are coming soon, man. We really appreciate y'all. This is a fun one, man. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> over, man. Playoffs around the corner. Shit. It's December football has been fantastic. Thank y'all for checking it out. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip Sora. With Sven NFL. We'll catch y'all soon with the reaction. I mean with the predictions. Peace. Later, y'all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.